I think that what you have to do is you have to love what you're talking about. You have to have a level of passion that if someone cancels on you or all of a sudden you find yourself having to record a solo episode because the content calendar got screwed up and you don't know what happened, but you got to have some content that goes out. Like you have to want to speak about your topic and be so passionate about your audience. This is the Launch Your Business Podcast, because we know starting a business is challenging, but it doesn't have to be confusing. Each week, we'll give you the tactical advice and the necessary tools to scale your business without feeling burnt out. I'm Terry Rice, business development consultant and staff writer here at Entrepreneur Magazine. Let's dive in. Crystal, how's it going today? It's going good, Terry. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here because the topic that we're gonna cover is very important to me and, and a lot of our listeners. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, but do you mind introducing yourself first? Yeah, sure. So my name is Crystal and my last name is Prophet. And people are like, is that your stage name? So I like to throw it out there. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's actually my real name. And I'm a podcast coach and content strategist. And I've been doing this for about five years. I have the typical entrepreneur journey of, you know, I was in corporate, then I got out, and then I've been like trying to figure things out ever since. Um, and one thing that's been really awesome for me is I love serving and supporting other people, which is, I think, why, Terry, we are like, you know, two peas in the same pod because I know you do this so well with your community. So I'm excited to be here today. Awesome. And it's funny because this is good timing. I'm actually starting a new podcast. So maybe you can give me some pointers on how to have a good launch for that. But um, let's talk more about you and your work, uh, specifically in regards to the, the podcast part. How did you get involved with that? You know, it's one of those things where I got started and I have to say that for anybody that's listening and they're thinking about starting content in any kind of capacity, if it's just content on Instagram, it's a podcast, it's YouTube, that imperfect start is the best gift that you can give to yourself because I got started in 2018. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a stay-at-home mom at that time, and I was just kind of fumbling with, okay, all my kids are going to be in school eventually. What do I really want to do? And I'd played around with blogging. I always tell people I'm a terrible blogger. I'm still not a great writer, but I keep showing up, and maybe one day the stars will align. But when it comes to podcasting, I just, I had a mentor who was a blogging mentor and she started a podcast and she didn't have a million dollar studio. She did it in her home and it was like everything clicked finally. And I said, well, if she can do it, I can do it because she was a stay-at-home mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. So it's really just seeing that representation of who you are on your journey and finding someone that is similar enough to what you want to do and then start exploring that. So that's really how I got into podcasting. And over time, it was a podcast for female entrepreneurs. And I, I hate saying this, but it's the honest truth is I got a little bored with some of the same conversations over and over and over again. And behind the scenes, people were asking me, well, how did you start this podcast? How, how does this work? What, what's a podcast host? And how do you get it on Apple and Spotify? Like, I don't understand. And I was like, yeah, but okay, guys, like you have to stop at like, I'm trying to do this podcasting thing. Stop asking me about podcasting. And then finally, I have um, it's she's a dear friend and mentor of mine, Amy Porterfield. She said, sat me down. I was in a coaching session with her and I said, I love podcasting, but I just don't know. And she said, there's no female podcast educators doing this right now. That was in 2019. 
you should do this. And it was that like, she kind of pushed me off the ledge and I was hoping that I could fly at that point. But it's been like the greatest ride ever since because I truly love helping people share their message. And by podcasting, I mean, that comes into YouTube and blogging and we can go in a million different directions with content. But that's truly what I'm so passionate about is helping people market their business and share a really important strategic message with their audience. Love it. And uh, yeah, Amy's awesome. She's been on the show too. I like the point you made about finding someone who has a similar lifestyle to you and learning from them because on on my and I have four kids and you have children as well. It's it's hard to sometimes look at some people you see and say, okay, I'm going to follow their path when they have so much more, I don't want to say free time, but different responsibilities than we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think you're, you're spot on there. But we can go a few different directions here. Um, one is you can talk me through the launch of my next podcast, if that feels like a good idea. Or we can kind of dive into some of the common mistakes people make and what they should do to properly launch a podcast, which might be kind of along the same lines. But how do you, how do you want to play it here? Yeah, I say that we kind of melt both of those together. And I think that if we start talking about your podcast, then some of those things will come out naturally, like those mistakes that people often make. And it's there's a lot of stuff actually that happens in between someone that's already has a podcast and they're trying to decide, do I rebrand this thing or do I launch something else? And so we can kind of get started there. And I'm going to like, I'm switching already. I'm like, oh, and I do this a lot. I like take over people's shows. Go for it. So here I'm Crystal now. I am the host. So why are you starting another podcast? Like, like give us a little context behind the scenes about what the new show, uh, like what's the reason for it? Yeah, I think um, you should just like you, you should always provide a service that's aligned with something that people often ask you about, right? So people kept mm-hmm. on asking you about podcasting. That's why you now have this service and this message around podcasting. On my end, people often ask me, how am I so resilient, right? How do I have a bunch of kids? How do I work out? How do I have you know a couple podcasts and do all this work? Like, How do I get all this stuff done, even due to some of the hardships I've had? I mean, I've lost a lot of family members over the last uh, eight years, um, most recently my brother a couple weeks ago. And people ask me, like, how do you push through these things? So I want to give them the tools and the frameworks that I use to push through challenging situations, but also that help me just seize opportunities as well. And it's all based on resilience. So the new podcast is going to be called Reclaim and Advance. And the stated goal is to help people overcome setbacks, seize opportunities and achieve peak performance. Mm, I love this. I love it so much. And I love that it's it's still a great alignment with everything else that you're doing. It's just a different like path. Like you're giving people multiple strings that they can pull on and say, what kind of what kind of thing do I want to learn from Terry today? Do I want to like pull the one where he's like, all right, this is how you grow business and this is how, you know, email list is so important. Here's my favorite tools. Or is it one that's like, life is freaking hard and here's the things that I have done to help me get through that. So I think it's fantastic. It's going to be a great overlap with an audience you already have. So you're not trying to grow a brand new audience. Like you're not like, okay, I'm Terry and I'm talking about underwater basket weaving today. So let's get going. Like It's not something that's like a hard right turn. So I think it's great. So do you know when you're going to launch your show? Most likely in Q1 of 2024. I've uh, recorded five episodes already, so so I have to put those through editing and all the uh, all the other um, stuff that goes into it. But um, yeah, pretty soon. Isn't it exciting that it's not your first rodeo? Like it's not the first time that you're doing all of this. How has that been for you? 
Yeah, and I think what's what's interesting with this one is I have no desire whatsoever to monetize it, at least immediately. It really is a social impact project with the goal of just helping people. And the way that I'm structuring it is I'm bringing on some very high profile guests who everyone will, will know, um, but they're going to talk about the lowest point in their personal or professional life and how they navigate it through it. Because I want people to show that even this person, see that even this person you hold in high regard has struggled. And when I mean struggle, I mean, some of my guests have unfortunately contemplated suicide. Some of them have just been just bankrupt and extremely distraught. Um, but it's like the rise, the fall and the redemption arc um, that the show will follow. And it's impossible to listen and not get inspired and, and motivated to move forward. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Like I, I'm like, okay, I've subscribed. Like I'm already, I'm signed up. I'm ready to listen already. But the the next question that I would ask you is when I think about, you know, I'm, I'm just pretending like we're in a coaching session now, Terry, like I'm full blown. When I think about, because I know that you have four kids, you have a life, you love the gym, you love to do all of the things that you currently have in your schedule. The first thing that I always tell people, and I know that you're like a master delegator and being able to say, hey, you know, I'm going to get this person on my team to handle this thing. And I'm going to like, I really need to focus like laser focus on the things that only Terry can do. What is the thing that you're going to maybe set aside or change the cadence while you're working on this new project? Because there's so much that goes into the launch that a lot of things can get squeezed out and that's okay temporarily, but maybe it's something. So I'll give you a great example real fast is I was doing a daily podcast. I did a daily podcast area for three years. I did almost a thousand episodes of this podcast. It was 900 episodes and it yeah. hit me one day that I was complaining. I was just like, I want to do more sponsorships and I want to do more of this. I want to do more of that. It was like, but I don't have time, but I don't have time. So I finally sat down and had that gut check. Like, what are you really doing every single day? What are you doing every week? And it was in that moment that I was like, I love this baby of this podcast that I created. I was just like, I just got to get to a thousand. I got to make it happen. And then I took a step back and I said, that's so selfish to really be focusing so much on this when it's really just a creative sandbox for me. My audience, yeah, they were getting a little bit out of it, but it wasn't monetized. It wasn't growing my list. It wasn't growing my audience. It wasn't doing all the things that I make sure every other piece of content in my business was doing. So I'm curious to know, like, what, like, what is, how does, how do you receive that message anyway? Like, does, does anything kind of spark ideas uh, in hearing that? Yeah, I mean, one thing I'm fortunate to have is a team of people who handle a lot of stuff for me. <laughs> it's the production of the yeah. podcast. It's also like little things like scheduling my kids' day camps and stuff like that, like, you know, doing that kind of research. So I outsource as much as possible or, or automate it at least just because I, I realize we have a finite amount of time during the day. And I think, unfortunately, many entrepreneurs think they have to do everything, especially when they have a smaller budget. Yeah. But the, more, the sooner you move to who, not how, to get stuff done, like things just move faster. But to answer your question even even further, I'm um, I'm saving myself a mistake I made before, which was just being behind all the time <laughs> with the with the podcast mm -hmm. and like yeah. rushing yeah. to get it out. So that's why I'm trying to record as many as possible in one month, and then I'll have a more deliberate rollout process to it, and I won't feel so overwhelmed. Uh, because that's the part that gets to you as well when you're like rushing to hurry up and write the show notes and like the article to support and all that stuff. It's like you know, it's not, it's not as enjoyable as it could be. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I hear people when they talk about seasons of their podcast, they're only thinking of the seasons when they'll publish. But for me, when, I mean, you could call it batching, you can call it season, like seasonal tasks that you want to do. But in the month of August, I think I did 14 or 15 interviews and people are like, you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be enjoying the last few days of your summer. And I'm like, yeah, but I won't do any more interviews until January or February. So I'm like, I am all like subscribed to, I'll hustle for a few weeks to have a white space in my calendar for four or five months. It is absolutely worth it. So I love that you're taking that approach now. Do you know how that will look like in the future? So let's say you get through like the first five interviews and then are you just gonna kind of do that once a quarter or how does that look like for you? Good question. I'm not sure. I mean, I think to your point, this is the route the route to go is just keep on recording as many as possible um, when I have the free time because I, I travel a lot too for work. I have to do keynotes in like various you know states and everything. So when I'm here, I want to be here and I want to make sure I get as much done as I can locally before I have to hop on the road again. And then beyond that, just my lifestyle. I mean, I I, I go to the gym every day, so that's that's a time yeah. commitment as well. If I can just make sure I get all these episodes recorded in a short period of time, there's much more flexibility in the rest of my schedule. Plus, I have a bunch of kids and one of them's almost always sick during the winter. <laughs> so you never know who's going to be home yes. making noise in the background as well. And I think you know, I say this a lot, discipline is destiny, but I think as parents, we're often forced to be more disciplined, uh, which is beneficial in our work because we have these systems in place. In the innovation economy, change is constant, but some things remain the same. Like how Silicon Valley Bank is still the SBB you know and trust, now backed by the strength and stability of First Citizens Bank. Or how SVB continues to be uniquely positioned to deliver specialized lending and financial solutions for companies, founders, and investors. Or that SVB remains fully committed to the innovation economy. Change is constant, but through it all, SVB is still the Silicon Valley bank that can help your runways lead to liftoff. Yes, SVB. Learn more at www.svb.com backslash launch. Actually, you know, speaking of your lifestyle, this is what I always teach people is like, make your systems work around your lifestyle into, instead of trying to change like what you already have, like the grooves that you have and like you're like, okay, I travel, I have to do this. Like these are my non-negotiables that happen in my life. And so I tell people, well, make whatever you're doing work into that. So when you said you travel a lot, I immediately thought of Nathan Barry and Rachel Rogers, them taking their show, The Billion Dollar Creator, on the road. It's been phenomenal. I'm so mad that I missed their Austin. Like I was, I was in Austin the day before and I had to leave because my kids had to go back to school like come on like oh just getting in the way of all the things that I wanted to do but when I'm thinking about you traveling like find those opportunities like who else is going to be at this place that I can Mm -hmm. set up whether it's a live interview or something that's behind the scenes maybe for yours maybe it's something that's a little too vulnerable to share on the main stage but it's like hey I'm going to buy you know a zoom recorder or you're going to have like something that's portable that you can take with you and say how can I maximize this finite time that I have where I know I'm not going to have kids screaming in the background or there's not going to be you know like crazy noises happening but I can also 
take my audience on a journey that is totally different than just two people sitting in a studio. Like you're in your, you know, your, your home studio. I'm in my home studio. Like there's not a ton going on, but I love those podcasts that change it up every once in a while. And you do hear the crowd laughing or you hear like, oh, they're in a coffee shop. Like I listened to one podcast where Mark Cuban was poolside at a vape, like on the Vegas strip. And yeah, some people will say it was terrible audio quality. I did not care. It sounded like I was sitting there with them while they were drinking mimosas and it was so much fun. So just consider that, like how can you add in that content creation to what you're already doing in your travel plans? This is something that you have to do proactively because I um, I had I had an opportunity to do that recently, uh, to do a podcast on the road when I was in, a, I was in Vegas and I didn't have the equipment. And like even though like with Amazon two-day delivery, it wasn't gonna come in time. So um, I, I love this idea, and actually, even more recently, um, my buddy Near Isle, he's a um, he's a he's an author. Um, I did a recording at his home uh, here in New York City, and had to pay a lot of money for a crew to come <laughs> record it. If I just had this way of doing so uh, independently, I would have saved a lot of money and <laughs> would have more opportunities to do so. So that alone is a huge key takeaway for me today, and I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, who knows, like, especially because I know you, you know, you have a social presence, you have your email list, like you could always reach out and say, hey, I'm coming to Chicago, or I'm going to this city. Is there a creator that you know, or someone that I should get to know in that city that is so it's like, a, it's a really cool way for you to just kind of explode your networking of all these people that I feel like you're already so well connected with incredible people. But it's like, how can I turn that up just a notch to learn more about these other people that that, you know, I don't know their story, especially the ones that maybe have not been shared so publicly, but ones that people are like, you know what, it's time. Like you could be their sign, right? Mm -hmm. Like their sign that, oh, Terry's asking for people to like, maybe this is my time to tell my story. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when we can be that gift to someone else, giving them the microphone, letting them have a stage to tell their story when Otherwise, they're like not sharing it on social or they're not sharing it somewhere else. So creating that vulnerable space, I think, will be fantastic for a lot of people. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And as we're talking, I'm realizing I'm being very selfish because um, I think some of our <laughs> listeners <laughs> might have other questions. So uh, I, um, I'm going to ask you this. For someone who's listening right now and they're thinking about starting a podcast, what is the best way to make it worth it? because it, it is a time commitment, right? You're, you're finding guests, you're recording the content, you're producing it, you're paying for an editor maybe. What have you seen is the best way to actually monetize it? Maybe not just directly through sponsors, but just making money through it, not from it. But what, do you, what suggestions would you give to someone who is considering pursuing this? But again, they're like, well, what am I getting out of it? Yeah, I, I'm gonna give you two answers because one of them, when you're saying that, I can tell you the first reason why most people quit is they immediately are like, I got to make money. And they're like, I'm desperate. You can smell the desperation on them that they're like, I got to get a million downloads tomorrow as soon as I start this. And then I say, oh, well, that's fantastic. You have millions of followers. Well, but no, but that's just, you can do that, right? You could just start it and it's just going to explode and money's going to rain down. I'm like, okay, it's 2023. Like this is, that's not the case. Like it's, I don't know who, that's a YouTube video from 15 years ago. That's not going to work anymore. Right. But I think that 
what you have to do is you have to love what you're talking about. You have to have a level of passion that if someone cancels on you or all of a sudden you find yourself having to record a solo episode because the content calendar got screwed up and you don't know what happened, but you got to have some content that goes out like you have to want to speak about your topic and be so passionate about your audience. This is the key thing where I see people messing up is they kind of stop at that passion about their topic or their business or the goals that they're trying to achieve. They're trying to get lots of sponsorships, but at the end of the day, no one matters except for the audience that you're speaking to because they will be the one that eventually do fund your dreams of monetizing your show with, you know, tons of great advertisers or whatever that looks like for you. But so many people just stop at, well, this is what I want to do and what I want to create. These are the topics I want to speak about. But the thing that has kept me here, I mean, I've been doing this like I think 1300 episodes in between two podcasts. People are like, how do you keep showing up? Why do you keep doing this? And I say, I love it when people have that moment of, I finally feel confident. I feel like I can do this. I feel like there's nothing stopping me with sharing my message with the world. And that is what keeps me going. And it's what keeps me just like, I keep showing up on those days when people cancel on me or I have to record something on Sunday when I was absolutely not expecting it. I had other plans to sit around and not do anything. But I think about that person that's sitting there, they're teetering right on that edge of complete self-doubt. I absolutely cannot do this. It's overwhelming. I'm confused, but I have this special message I want to share. And this one tip that I know could help them at least just get started, that's what keeps me going. It's that passion to serve the entrepreneur, serve the business owner that's on the other end of the headphones, the earbuds, the car speakers, wherever they're listening. And it's what gets me really excited. So I would say, passion for the thing that you're talking about, but also passion for your audience. It sounds like almost like trite advice, but it's, it's so true. And I think we often forget about that. It's, it's funny. I, um, it was hard for me to have an avatar in mind for this podcast because normally I just create content for the person I was like seven years ago, right? When I was mm -hmm. first starting my business, struggling, so on and so forth. But I'm so far away from that person now, it's harder to even recall those those feelings um, and those needs. Yeah. So um, I met this other woman uh, who's a newer to entrepreneurship and listens to the podcast. I was like, okay, cool. That's my avatar, right? That's perfect. So now when I'm speaking, I'm thinking, okay, how would Laura feel about this? You know, is this going to help Laura? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going to show up for Laura, right? So I think the more to your point that we have this person in our head that we want to help, then it's your mission driven and you're not just saying, okay, I got to record another stupid podcast, right? So I think that makes it um, yeah. a lot easier. And it's not just about podcasts, it's really your work. Uh, if you mm -hmm. are not that excited about your work where it feels like a, a, a drag and you're an entrepreneur, well, you messed up. You should have chosen something yeah. else, you know, like you can get a job that you don't like that much and pays you. So I think it's a good opportunity to do like a, a, like a check in with yourself and see if you're truly, this is what you want to do. Um, and then from there, pivot if necessary. Yeah. And, you know, to your point about your audience, I absolutely agree in the evolution. Like this is something that people will come to me and say, well, I've talked about these things. They're like a year or two into their show. They're like, well, I had all these amazing ideas. I felt like I just needed to word vomit all these things because they've been thinking about starting a podcast for years and years and years. So they had all this stuff built up in their head and they finally got it out in a Google Doc and they've published their, you know, 100th episode. And then they're like, 
well, now what do I yeah. keep talking about and reinventing these same messages over and over and over again? And I said, well, no, because you'll have people that have been there since day one. So you can't just reinvent that episode number one. Like, how mm -hmm. can you keep evolving? So you've evolved as a creator, but your audience is also evolving. I remember when I used to just speak to beginner podcasters, and that's who my audience was. And I did that for about a year and a half, two years. And then finally, like I was still repeating, like, this is how you start and this yeah. is what you do. And then several people were raising their hand, like, that's great, Crystal, but also I, I've, I've been doing this for two years. Like we're, yeah. we're trying to monetize. I'm trying to grow my email list with this. I'm trying to find sponsorships. And so it kind of clicked for me. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm evolving as a person, as a creator, as a business owner, and I'm still doing cool things behind the scenes that me from five or six years ago would have loved to have learned. So I think that you just keep reinventing yourself and I like to step back probably once a quarter or maybe a few times a year and say, what's the thing that I did this year that my audience would love to know? It could only have like an inkling, like be kind of tied to what I'm doing, but it's still relevant because my audience are obsessed with behind the scenes. So I like to tell them like, hey, I just did this really cool unboxing video for this huge brand and it was like a commercial and it was so much fun. So it's like all those little things of just, looking around and evaluating like what are the pieces of the story that my audience wants to know but it goes back to having the passion for your audience if you don't really have that in the first place it's kind of hard those things kind of slip past you but i always have my trusty google doc or my google sheets on my phone or asana where i can just brain dump those ideas as soon as they come to me are you looking to buy a franchise which is to say, are you looking to buy a business that comes with a built-in support system and operate a brand that many people already know and trust so that you can be your own boss without the burden of starting from scratch? Well, if so, we have 500 of the best opportunities for you to choose from. Hey, I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and I am excited to tell you about the 2024 edition of our annual Franchise 500 list. Every year, Entrepreneur evaluates more than 1,000 franchises based on their growth, franchisee support, brand strength, and more, and ranks the top 500. These 500 brands cover every possible category, from beverages to food to pets to lawn care to massages to child care to electronics to travel to whatever you're interested in. Browse our list and you might just find your future. You can find it in the January issue of Entrepreneur Magazine or at entrepreneur.com slash franchise 500. That's entrepreneur.com slash franchise 500. Two things before I let you go, I want to say this. Um, one of my friends, uh, she has a podcast and the following is not big whatsoever, but the way she's monetizing it is she's bringing on guests that she either wants to have become a, uh, a potential partner um, or mm. just to expand her network in general. So to everyone listening, you don't have to monetize directly through your podcast. You can also meet people, create relationships that help you create money or make money down the road as well. So that's one thing. Uh, but the other is uh, kind of going back to where we started. If someone keeps on asking you the same questions over and over again, you should have it as a service and maybe maybe even as a course. And I know you have a course or a program about podcasting. So do you mind just letting us know more about that and how we can uh, how we can join if we're, we're interested? 
Yeah, for sure. So it is called, it's called Profit Podcasting now as of us recording this, but I'm going through a rebrand. So 2024, look out, like there's some new things happening because I want to really solidify that thought of creating with confidence. So it's created for those beginner podcasters that are like, I don't know what a hosting site is. I don't know how my microphone works all the way to people that do want to figure out, well, how do I do a host red ad? And what would it look like if I were to pitch guests to come onto my show? So it really runs the gamut from just starting all the way to being a more seasoned podcaster that a lot of people come to me and they're like, I think I did it the wrong way. And I say, that's fine. I'm not going to shame you. I promise. Like just coming in and let me show you some of the things because my first love is marketing. I love marketing. And I think that there's some things that you can do from the very beginning of your show that can help you market a lot easier when you get to that point of having published episodes or you're launching something and you've done all the hard work in the planning or creation stages that allows you to feel more confident when you start talking talking about your show to strangers or going on other people's podcasts and talking about what you've created. So that's what it is. It's called Profit Podcasting, and I'd love for you to check it out. Awesome. And do you mind sharing the URL as well as, well as your socials if we want to follow up with you there? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Crystal with a K. So crystalprofit.com. That's profit with two Fs and two Ts. And it's crystalprofit.com forward slash course. So you're going to find everything there on, you know, what the program is about. There's fantastic stories from creators that I'm sure are just like you, if you're listening to this, from people that have been stay-at-home moms. We have doulas. We have women that uh, help others with grief. We have people that are life coaches. We have people that are working consulting businesses and helping people one-on-one. So there is the whole gamut. There's a hairstylist. Like, I'm just thinking all these people are popping in my head. Like, they've had massive success with their podcast, but to Terry's point, that definition of success is so different for everybody. So I'd love for you to see how people are using their podcast to influence the other things that they're doing in their business. Crystal, this has been amazing. Thanks so much for your time. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much, Terry, for having me. Apply what you've learned on today's show. You'll find the show notes and more resources at terryrice.co backslash podcast. Again, that's terryrice.co backslash podcast. And the best way to support this podcast is by subscribing, telling a friend and leaving a review. Also, you can get more tips by following me on Instagram at it's Terry Rice or follow me on LinkedIn. This episode was produced by Josh Wilcox of Brooklyn Podcasting Studio and edited by Dan Lardy. Special thanks to my wife, Dominique, for keeping our kids relatively quiet as I recorded. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time.